Hey guys, welcome to this video. Today we're going to be talking about how to pray when you don't know what to pray. I think a lot of times we get confused or maybe we honestly don't remember what to say and we just know the Lord's Prayer and we get confused and we just don't, we don't know what to do. So today I want to give you a couple things to think about when it comes to prayer. And, and before we go into the specifics, I want to thank you so much for watching this video or if you listen to the audio version of this on our podcast, it means the world to us today. Again, I just want to break down this concept of prayer because I think we, we get on two different spectrums. One, we forget that we're, we're communicating in a direct line to a holy, righteous, pure, perfect God. But the other side of it, I think we get a little afraid of that is we think, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to say? Like, this is the God of the universe. I don't necessarily don't want to mess it up. I don't want him to be mad at me. The good news is he's not going to be mad at you. The biggest picture here is how we perceive God. And, and again, God is so all-encompassing. He's outside of time. He's even outside of some of our ideals or, or, or perceptions of him even too, because he's so good. He's so righteous. He's so pure. He's so loving. He's so gentle. He's so direct. So I think there's, there's some things that I think will help you when it comes to getting to the point when you're praying. And to jump into number one is confession. I think we, we sometimes forget the point of, of confession or even the word repentance. I think we get a little afraid of that word because we think it's this big, scary word that we're bad kids talking to a perfect God. In all, in all seriousness or all realness, that's absolutely correct. We are bad. And the, the point of it is, though, as, as we've given our life to Jesus, we are made right in Christ Jesus, which means we are in right standing with God. That means we can actually approach him in a direct line. We don't need any other ways, avenues to, to get to God. Jesus is the only way to him. And, and when it comes to confession or even repentance, I like the word alignment. I think that's a, a really great way to think about when repentance or confessing our sins. I think that's, that's a better word is just realignment. And then when you're communicating to God, what you're doing is you're telling him, because he already knows, by the way, he already knows the sins you did. He already knows the things that, that you did wrong or the way you treated your spouse on, on a specific day. You get it. But the reality is a realignment says, hey, God, I feel like I'm, I'm off track a little bit and I want to realign to you today. And the confession standpoint helps so much with this is because we're telling God we're sorry and we're mourning with him because of our sin. Our sin is what separates us from God. But the thing is, when you've given your life to Jesus, there is no separation. You are not separating yourself from him. You can rebel against him. You can say no and choose. That's the point of free will is it is not love unless there is a choice and the choice is yours. But when it comes to confession, I want to help you with this. It's simply realignment. You need to realign your, your thought life your, your actions, the things that you can change because you can't change what happened, but you can change in the future and how you move on from a mistake. I say this often in these videos or podcasts, but you, you have made a mistake, but you are not a mistake. You are not a mistake just because you make messed up. And that that's, that's our minds, right? That's what we do. We, we make one mistake and we sit in it so much and we forget that the truth is we have made right standing with God once we give our life to Jesus. And, and the rest of this life is a sanctification journey, which is just a spiritual word of becoming more like Christ or becoming more like the person of Jesus. And looking at the person of Jesus, 
we, we see that the act of forgiveness is evident. He forgives his disciples. He forgives Peter after literally saying, I didn't know that guy. He wasn't my friend. No idea who he was. In all seriousness, he was his right-hand man. You see Jesus forgiven. And what a beautiful picture of us in, in our sins. And when it comes to not knowing what to pray, we all have a lot of things to confess to Jesus. We all have a lot of things that we can realign our, our, our ideals, our perceptions, or our thoughts back to God. So number one simply is confession. Number two is using scripture as prayers. I think this is a beautiful way to get to the point of prayer. There's a plenty of prayers in the book of Psalms. There's obviously a, a hundreds of books within Psalms. And to get to that and to read it out loud, and even what I've tended to do in my journey of following Jesus is anytime you see David even in within Psalms talking about something that he did, just chain, change it to I, like me, like, hey, hey God, I'm sorry, I, I've fallen. I Whatever it is in that scripture, put it back on you and read it out loud and you'd be surprised what a prayer out loud will do for you, especially when it comes to scripture. There's so many scriptures all throughout the Bible and we'll even list some resources below to help you understand some of the scriptures that you could pray. But the reality is scripture, some of them are prayers. Some of them are authors from thousands of years ago praying to God and writing it down. And, and we get to see that and we get to learn from it and we get to even model it and read them out loud in, in our tense and, and saying, God, I'm sorry. Or you think about it in the positive things. Prayer doesn't always have to be a negative, like I'm a bad person. Sometimes it's it's thanking God for what he has done or what he's going to do. We're standing on promises that he's giving you. That That is who we serve, right? The, the scriptures are what God has said through human beings. So we know that scripture is God-breathed. And for us to pray that scripture to God, one, I assume that he loves it because he, he loves talking to his kids regardless. And he's not going to be mad at you. But again, this is when you don't know what to say. You're like, I don't know what to say kind of lost at words. I don't know what to recite. Is it just saying things? Am I just saying words and I'm not actually speaking to God? I want to have a good posture. Scripture is a great place to start. Number three, this is a really great one. Reciting God's attributes. There's so many, and I said it earlier in this video, but there's so many different characteristics or attributes of God. And for us to be able to say that out loud back to him, he obviously knows who he is. He doesn't need to be reminded, but sometimes we need to be reminded of who God is. So I would recommend getting a list or even thinking about all of the different attributes and characteristics that God has become and who he is. It, it is pretty simple, right? Like you, you hear it in your pastor on Sundays. He, he is talking about specific characteristics of God. And there's so many that we probably couldn't even list. And that is the point of being God and us not understanding all of it. But meditating and sitting on that is super imperative to understand that Yes, God is my provider. He's my healer. He's my father. He's my Lord. And I love this, that Elohim and Adonai, he's not just the creator of the earth. He did create it all. Everything you see, everyone you're looking at, yourself, he created it. God's a creative. But he did not just create it. He actually owns it. He's the creator and the owner. So just as much as he was responsible for creating it, he's owning it. He's taking ownership of it. And everything we see, including our money, our finances, our relationships, God owns that. He is the complete owner of this. What I love about meditation is it actually turns our mind off of the things that have been going wrong with us or our insecurities back into the loving Father, who he is, 
things he's done for you, the promises that you're still standing on, those are the things that will shift your mind. Reciting God's attributes will be a key to your prayer life when you think about not just all the things God has done for you, but all he will do. And understanding the characteristics of anybody will get to the point of understanding who he is. And like I've said before, God is a provider. He's a healer. He's a Lord. He's the creator of the earth. He's the owner of the earth. So when we understand the magnitude of who he is, it'll be easy to recite that in a prayer. And I would recommend listing it out, putting in your phone maybe. And sometimes once you recite it more often than not, you'll actually be able to just get to the point of knowing more about him and not have to read it off a list. But it's it's not bad to have a list. It's not bad to write things down or or recite them. When it becomes legalism or when it just becomes a religious duty is when our heart is no longer in it, when it's just an obligation rather than an honor, when it's when it seems as if we just have to do it because we're a Christian rather than, man, I, I get to do this. I get to have a conversation with the the God who created the world. And I, I think that's super cool. I don't know about you, but I think when we get to that point and we understand that we truly can go to him with not just our needs, our wants, but but understanding in those moments of prayer, which is the oxygen of heaven, that is what's going to give breath to your life as a follower of Jesus. These prayers can often, again, like I said, not just become a, uh, a religious duty, but often a time of reflection, a time of understanding who God is and pointing out his attributes. Number four is praising God for all of your blessings. I don't know about you, but if you live in 2023 when this video was created, you are blessed. If you have a car, you are in the top 2% of the world's wealth. Many people don't have food. Many people do not have friends and sitting in isolation or they don't have a home. They're living on a, on a pile of dirt with a cardboard box as a blanket. And for us to forget all the things God has given us already is for us to be naive and not understand how good he's been to us already. I would, I would suggest to you starting out every prayer with thanking God for all the things you have. And this might not be literal possessions. This might be, man, thank you, God, for having peace or understanding or, or wisdom, or even if you are super wealthy, thanking God for that wealth or the opportunity to create a business. I think that's a, a great place to start is gratitude. And when we, when we lose gratitude, especially when it comes to praying to God, we kind of lose it all because if we, if we don't have gratefulness, if we don't have the understanding that all of this has actually come from God, it's really hard to approach him. And that's when we think he's just this distant being and not truly our, our partner in crime. He wants us to win. He believes in us more than we have. He's the one who called us. So when it comes to thanking him for all the things you already have, I believe it'll probably take a long time to run out of that list. And if you have a hard time finding things you're grateful for, just look around. Look at your friends. Look at your family. Look at your job. Look at the house you have, the car you're driving, the food you're eating. I, I believe that's a great place to start is thanksgiving and gratitude. And I once heard this and I've, I've quoted this many times, but if you woke up tomorrow and the only things you have are the things you thank God for, what would you have? What would you have? Would you have a house? Would you have a spouse? Would you have food on your, on your table? And again, it's not to shame you. It's not to make you feel bad about not praying. I believe this video should help you get back into prayer because we need to not just Think about it as a religious duty, but understand that we genuinely get a direct line to the creator of the universe. So it's a big deal. 
So start with gratitude and thanksgiving. Number five, you should develop a prayer list. I believe it's important to ask your friends, hey, how can I be praying for you? Ask maybe you're serving in a church and you're leading a team or having people within your church that you're sitting in in the row with on a Sunday and saying, hey, how can I be praying for you this week? And genuinely write them down. There's so many apps that have the prayer opportunity where you can swipe and say, I've prayed for them. I used to do this on Instagram. I used to put like a prayer list thing in college and people would put it. And I, I didn't want to be the guy who would say, yeah, I'm going to pray for you and not actually do it. So I just write it down. And, and again, you can always start in your iPhone notes and just write down the name. Like, hey, this person needs prayer for this. This person needs prayer for this. My, my coworker said that he's struggling in his marriage. I'm going to write it down and pray for them. We, we, we'd be surprised what we can understand when we actually pray. When a Christian prays, things change. It may not be your circumstance, but it might be you. It might be a person. It might be them understanding that there really is a God who loves them and turning back to him. I believe there's people you don't know. I believe there's people that you know that don't know Jesus that definitely need to know him, which is anybody who doesn't know him, by the way. Being able to pray for them and be able to thank God for them being created and, and, and developing a prayer list is imperative because when we stop praying for others, we, we think of ourselves, right? We got we to gotta make this whole thing about other people. And again, by the way, when you start to pray for other people, your circumstance, your heart posture starts to change. Your heart gets softened. And when we understand, like I've said multiple times in this, you have a direct line to God. Sometimes what, what, what we call inside the Christian space is intercession. You're interceding for other people. And this isn't that God won't hear their prayers. They're praying. He definitely will. But interceding for somebody or praying over somebody in a church and saying, God, we see them, we thank them, whatever that prayer is, it's imperative. And for you, when you, when you don't know what to pray, there's somebody who has something going on in their world. And they might not even be communicating that, but you see it. And for you to have the awareness to put it in your phone and pray for them, I believe can change your friends, your family, your circumstances, your workplace your boss who's grumpy all the time. God truly can change hearts when we pray and he definitely can turn people back to him because we know the word faith is divine persuasion. It's genuinely God persuading people that he's real and that he loves them and he sent his son for them. And there's a realization that you and I, because we are Christians, we've given our life to Jesus. We remember that moment where it became real to, to us. I would venture to say somebody in our world that we might not even have known but they saw us and were aware of us were praying for us. So we need to be praying for others. And I believe this is a great place to be when you are praying for others. Last couple of notes here that I think are super important. One, do you know Jesus is actually praying for you? And I think this is such a fun truth in scripture that when Jesus ascended to heaven in the book of Acts, we know that he's sitting the right hand of the father and he's praying for each of us. And I think this is such a great reminder that the, the real Jesus, the one who was alive 2,023 years ago and lived on this earth, lived for 30 years as, as a son, as a carpenter, as just a person that we would see who actually is the Messiah, be in ministry for three years, do all these amazing miracles, teaching on prayer, teaching on fasting, teaching on giving, seeing all these wonderful healings. That same Messiah who resurrected is now praying for us. And he's been praying for over 2,000 years, by the way. That's just a quick reminder. So he has yet to stop praying and forget things about praying. And we have a direct line to him. 
So we should understand that Jesus is actually praying for us. So in those moments of prayer where you don't know necessarily what to say or you don't have anything to say, by the way, that's okay. We got to understand that Jesus is praying for us. So just as much as if you're at church or in a small group and somebody's praying for you, Jesus is praying for you. So in those moments, we need to understand that God is praying for us. He believes in us and he believes the best. The last thing here, prayer oftentimes isn't a monologue, it's a dialogue. So in those moments of silence or, or meditation or sitting and waiting on God to speak to us, which he's always speaking, we just have to tune our ears to listen to him. Those are the wonderful moments where God is going to remind you of things to pray for or who you are. I've had so many moments where I'm sitting in silence, just sitting and my eyes are shut. I'm able to listen to worship music or I'm just sitting in silence and God, and God is reminding me of the promises that I, I heard when I was 15 or when somebody spoke this over me and I was encouraged. Those are the moments that we truly need to remember. And usually this is not a, an absolute truth, but this is just an observation I've made being in the church for quite some time is the way we talk to others is usually how we talk to God. So there are some people who are very introverted, not engaging, initiating conversation. Usually that's how they're praying. They're praying quiet. They're, they're just allowing God to speak. There's also the people who never are quiet and always talking. Those are the people who need to take more intentionality of simply listening to God. Sitting in silence is not bad. Prayer, again, is not a monologue. It's not you just talking to a wall. You need to allow God to speak to you as well. And that, and that takes silence. And that takes time, by the way. Oftentimes, big changes or even little changes, regardless, it's all relative. Those moments happen in hours, not seconds. God does hear your 10-second prayer. And, and if you're praying over food, please stop praying for five minutes. Just get to the point. You don't have to repeat it a thousand times either. We see that, uh, I believe it's in Matthew 6, where Jesus is teaching on prayer and he's saying, hey, you need to stop rambling and talking to make yourself sound good. Get to the point, get to the heart. That's where God cares about is your heart posture towards him and towards the people he's created. So all that to say, silence is not bad. You talking the whole time might be bad. And there are oftentimes this times where you see a ramble, you need to talk to him. He's not going to be upset with you. He's not going to be mad at you for sharing your true authentic opinion or true authentic reflection of a time that you lived and you were angry at him. He's not going to be offended. God doesn't get offended. God doesn't put a tail between his legs. He's the creator of the universe. He knows that you're upset. He knows your true feelings. He knows that you cussed at your spouse or whatever. He gets it. He understands, but he just needs you to go to him. And for us, Usually the point of not praying is backed in by shame. There's some reason why we think that we can't go to him. And I just want to tell you, there is no, nothing that will separate you from the love of Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you very much can. It's as simple as turning to Jesus, find a local church, start reading your Bible and give your life to him because he will change it. So I hope these simple tips, again, these are just some thoughts that I've had about prayer because we often we teach on prayer when Jesus taught the Lord's prayer but sometimes we forget that we're all humans and we we don't know what to say sometimes or we mess up our prayer and we think we're bad or we have to pray in front of a small group and we don't know what to say all that to say God sees your heart he just wants to have a conversation with you you have never heard a teaching on how to talk to your dad watching this you you've never heard a teaching on how to talk to your father your father is probably great he loves you. He's seen you since you were a baby. 
he was a part of that whole process. And for you to think, man, I, I don't know how to talk to my dad. No, you just talk to your dad. And simply with God as well, you seem to talk to him. You seem to have a conversation with him. He is just initiated. And, and for you to think about it, I'm talking to my father who loves me, who is, I'm an absolute right standing with. That perception will remove the shame and you free able to just actually have a conversation with him. Will change your life, will change your circumstances, and will change others around you. Thank you so much for watching this video or listening to this podcast. It means the world to us. If you can, make sure to subscribe and maybe comment a prayer request. We'd love to pray for you and we'll see you next week.